Why are good musicians bad songwriters? Or at least why are some good musicians bad songwriters? Maybe you're one of these people. You were a musician, you're doing great at music, and you think to yourself, how do I take that next step? You know what I should do? I should write my own music. I'm sick of performing just other people's music. I should take that next step and write my own. You start doing that, and then you're like, oh, this is not very good. Or maybe even worse, it's horrible. Well, how? I'm a good musician. Why would my music be bad? We're going to talk about that today. We're also going to talk about the opposite problem, where maybe you're not much of a musician yet, and you're starting songwriting, and you're having struggles. We're going to talk about how to fix both of those struggles, because they're sort of related. Friend, welcome to another episode of Songwriter Theory. This is episode 101. That is, at least it's 101 of the podcast. But for those of you on YouTube, as far as me doing videos of this, it is not quite at 101 yet. Before we dive in, just want to let you know, if you don't even want to listen to this whole thing and you're like, I just got to get songwriting right now and you want 10 different ways to start writing a song right now, a good jump start to start writing a song from different points of view, from different places to start, maybe you're sick of just always getting your guitar out and picking up a little chord progression and writing a song and it starts to feel all the same if that's how you write music or however you write music. If there's one way that you always write music and you want to break out of that shell, hopefully write something that sounds a little different, something that that that's fresh to you, be sure to pick up my free guide. Link in the description. It gives you 10 different ways to start writing a song, five from a more lyrical, thematic standpoint and five from a more musical standpoint, because I think it's helpful to start with both of those, especially for different songs. Both are certainly valid. Today, though, we are talking about why. Why is it that a lot of times really good musicians, great musicians, are bad songwriters? Reason number one, and again, we're also going to address how we can fix this. So stay till the end so that we can address why it is, address why the issue exists, and then talk about how we can fix it. And even if this doesn't apply to you, like I said, we're going to talk about this concept from different angles because it's also the case sometimes that you can be a good writer, not a very good songwriter, and you can be... um you know, you can be somebody that that is just diving into songwriting and you're not much of a musician yet or really any, you're not a musician at all. You're like learning an instrument just so you can songwrite. Um, so no matter what standpoint you're coming from, any of those, we're going to address sort of all of those in here. Just the main one I wanted to address is the musician to songwriter, because I think that is the most common transition from musician to songwriter. So that's the main one that we're addressing, but we're going to address them all. First reason, musical skill, in this case, using musical skill for any, any instrumental skill, right? The ability to play an instrument well, being a great pianist, being a great guitarist, or just being really good at those instruments, right? Being, being a very good bassist, being a good whatever instrument, doesn't really matter, organist, if you want. Is that what they're called, organist? That, seem, that seems right. There's not too many left, so, <laughs> which is kind of sad, actually. But um, anyway, musical skill is helpful to songwriting, but it is not the same skill. 
one is simply creating music in the moment based on something that has already been created. So it's creative in a very loose sense, right? Really being an instrumentalist, we like to say as musicians that it's a creative thing, but it's, is it though? Like you're just performing something that somebody else made. I don't understand what's creative about that. Like, is it creative that you slightly changed up the rhythm of like a classical piece that was written 200 years ago? Like that's, is that, that's barely creative, right? Like that's, that's like remaking a movie and you decide to shoot one scene from a different angle and calling that creativity, right? Don't we criticize movies for like the Lion King again? So like, how is it magically creative when we like, oh, really? You're playing Moonlight Sonata again? Like, congratulations. What a creative person you are. Anyway, I'm, I'm sorry if that offended you. Kind of. I'm really not. I'm really not. Just, you know, it's, it's, it's not just side thing. It's not meant to be like, it doesn't matter, right? Just like, let's not lie to ourselves about things, right? Just because you're a great songwriter doesn't mean you're a great musician. Just because you're a great guitarist doesn't make you a great pianist. And all of those things are fine. Just don't lie about it, right? It's like when somebody tries to tell me that some pop star that's never written a song by themselves ever, and their songs are all kind of garbage, like, oh, they're a great songwriter. Like, they're not. They might be you know, a very good looking person on stage. They might be a good dancer on stage. They might be a good singer on stage. That doesn't mean they're a good songwriter though. And also it doesn't mean they're a good artist in the sense of creativity. Anyway, tangent went too long. I know. I'm sorry. Forgive me. I don't sense that you forgave me, but it's okay. We're going to keep trucking anyway. So assuming a good musician is a good songwriter is sort of the same as assuming that that somebody who is good with a camera, right? A good camera person, camera operator, whatever you call that. Whoever in a movie is like behind the camera running the different cameras, which is sometimes the director, but it's not always, obviously, because you can have a camera operator that's not directing the entire movie. The director in general is meant to piece everything together, but it's like assuming that person, well, they must make a good director, Right. And, and and even further, they would make a good writer of a movie. Right. Which, of course, if you think about it, is ridiculous. Right. The skill to capture an image or video. With skill. Or even to act right, an actor and the ability to direct or going further to write something. Right. A great actor is not necessarily a great writer. In fact, plenty of great actors have tried to write and it be awful, right? Because it's different, right? It's not that one is better than the other. They're just different skill sets, right? Just because you're a great poet doesn't mean you're going to be a great novel writer. Those two things are semi-connected. They're both writing. They're both using words, right? So there's some interconnectedness. I would generally expect somebody who's great at writing one of those to be at least decent at writing the other one or could more easily become great at that other thing. But it's not exactly the same thing. Just like you being a great guitarist doesn't automatically make you a great pianist. It probably means you'll learn the piano a little faster. Just like if you are very good at the piano, you will learn guitar faster. Right. Like that's that usually happens. And some even though those instruments aren't very related. Right. But just 
the musicality, the musical sense, some of the the things that are connected, right? Because music doesn't change between the two. The way you play is different and the fingerings are different, all that kind of stuff. Yes. But generally, like if you understand what a C major scale is for piano, you know what it is to guitar. So now you're translating it to guitar rather than learning it fresh on the guitar. So and here's another pet peeve I have here is so many times I'll see this happen where I think in society there's enough ignorance around art and creativity that certain notions of creativity are pushed that I think are wrong and semi-destructive. So I see this happen a lot. Somebody will make this beautiful, very realistic painting of an apple, right? Or some thing, right? Like they did a portrait of somebody, just a portrait, right? Nothing, just portrait and it looks really good right it looks exactly how you would expect a portrait of that person to look it looks I, I look at it and i think oh wow it could be a picture of that person that is very that takes a whole ton of skill to do right i am no artist and i could never do that talking about painting art here or drawing any of that type of art can't do it at all i respect that i think it's awesome but that's a skill Okay, that's a skill to be able to see an apple and then reproduce it on a sheet of paper. That is a skill. We're quick to say what a great artist, right? But it's not really what an artist is. And yes, this is connecting back to music, right? Because I would argue that you being able to draw a perfect apple doesn't make you a great artist. I don't, I don't even think it makes you a good artist. I think it means you are skilled at drawing or you are skilled at painting, which is different than artists, which has that, you know, an artist is by nature, what an artist is, is somebody who creates things. Yes, you technically created that painting. Good, cool. But you didn't really create something new. You just, rep you just re represented something that already exists and you didn't, what is the message of an apple, right? Because at the end of the day, art, like a song, should communicate with people, right? You can be as pretentious or laissez-faire as you want, you know, either end of the spectrum about certain songs. But really, at the end of the day, the only thing that really matters is does that song communicate and connect with people on a deeper level, right? That's the main thing here, right? You can criticize a song that it only has two chords or whatever. And believe me, I've, I've done that, right? But, but like, that's not the thing that matters, right? It's, are you saying something new? Do you have something new to say? Are you bringing something new to the table? Do you make people think? Do you make people feel something because of, because of, of the story that you're telling in your song? Those are the parts that matter, right? If I see a painting of an apple, no matter how perfect it is in an art museum, I go, yeah, good apple. And then I move on, right? Because there's nothing more to get from that. But if I see a, a painting that is not necessarily as uh, realistic looking, maybe the painting has, has, you know, problems as far as um, how skilled it was, right? I, I don't know that much about art stuff. So forgive my not having the right words. This is why I have a songwriting podcast, not a painting one, right? So give me a little break here, okay? So, you know, but but 
if it communicates something interesting to me or something that makes me think, right? Like it, com- it communicates some sort of symbolism to me that, that I find profound, right? Like, for example, Picasso's stuff is not, I mean, like technically speaking, it's whatever, right? But it's because he revolutionized the style and the messages and all that kind of stuff. That's what makes a great artist, right? It's not like, wow, Picasso could really draw an apple. Who gives a rip? So can a lot of people, right? Like, that doesn't matter. It's sort of the same thing with music, right? That's Which is what we're talking about here. A ton of people can play Moonlight Sonata beautifully. Big whoop, right? Like, and, and it's not, it's, again, not an attack thing. That came across aggressive. That's my bad. It's fine to play Moonlight Sonata well or whatever song well. That's good, right? Good musician, great thing. It's just a different skill set than a songwriter, right? That's only one piece of the puzzle is your ability to play an instrument. So I think a lot of people think of a singer-songwriter as an advanced musician. That's not what it is, though, right? Like... I think in a lot of people's minds, sort of like what I said in the intro, right? Like, well, you know, I'm a really good musician and I just keep working on my music and uh, I need something new to keep it interesting because I'm so good at my instrument that I need something more. I guess I'll start writing music, right? I think a lot of people sort of come from that standpoint and I get it, right? It is adding another layer of, of, of your value as a musician for sure, but it's a completely different skill set because... It's not just like in a video game, if you leveled up, like right now you're, you're level 60 musician, and then you level to 61 musician. Here's a Pokemon analogy for you. You level up to 61 is a weird point to evolve as a Pokemon. So we'll say you're at level 44 as a musician. You level up to 45, boom, evolves into songwriter. That's not how this works. It's two completely separate things. It would be like two totally different Pokemon. And again, of course, there's a relation, right? Because you need to generally be a musician to be a songwriter. And being able to effectively play the music certainly helps as a songwriter, especially if you are a singer-songwriter, somebody who's, who's songwriting and also playing those songs, right? Of course. It also makes sense to me why it is that usually the natural flow is musicians become songwriters, right? It just, it makes sense. You already play music. You're playing other people's music. You say, well, dang, I should write my own music, right? It makes a little less sense in general for somebody to be a poet and think to themselves, you know what? I want to learn to write music to this. I mean, that makes some sense, but it's understandable to me how that happens less often. But the reality, though, is really a songwriter is a hybrid between a poet, a composer, music composer, and a musician. Now, the good news is I don't think you need to be great at all three of those things to be a really good songwriter. I think you need some level of musicianship, some level of being able to play an instrument, but you really don't have to be a great instrumentalist, right? The ability to play, which Moonlight Sonata, I'm pretty sure is not that hard, um, if I'm remembering it in my head correctly, or for at least, like those aren't really hard songs, but take whatever you think is a really hard classical piece, right? That is a special level of concert pianist that you need to be to play some of the more difficult classical piano pieces out there, 
right? You don't need that level skill to be a really, really, really good songwriter. You just don't. I, d I think it can be helpful to have that, but you don't need to. Similarly, I don't think you need to be a world-class poet, although I do think that the better you are at poetry, that is the one part of songwriting that I would argue, if you can get your poetry to level 100, that will help you the most. Your, your ability to play an instrument to level 100 will not help you nearly as much in songwriting as poetry, in my opinion. But also, composition is that last piece, right? Music composers, though, yes, they go a lot deeper with the thing. So, for example, when Hans Zimmer is composing a score for a movie, he doesn't just, like, have a melody and then puts chords on it, right? He's not like, well, this melody has a G and I'm in the key of C and I want it to be the one chord. I want it to feel powerful and at home. So I guess I'll use a C major chord, right? Like that's not, that's not what he's thinking of. He's looking at, you know, the horns over here and, and what kind of counter melody can I have over here? And, th and these instruments are all coming together to form harmony and, you know, I'm, I'm going to use a French chord over here and over here I'm going to like, they go way deeper into the instrument by instrument arrangement in a composition than one has to as a songwriter. Now, again, I think I had a whole podcast about how, how learning to be a little bit more of a composer as a songwriter is super helpful. And I'm going to have a podcast. I'm going to have an episode um, probably sometime soon where I talk about why it is that I think it's important to stop thinking about things only in terms of chords and to start thinking in terms of harmony um, because it's a it's a adjustment, but it makes you a better songwriter. If you can see chords for what they are, they're very important. Um, but to look beyond just chords, like you don't need to know like, oh, is this a C chord? Like I, maybe it doesn't matter what the chord is, right? Sometimes chords are vague because the riff being, there's one riff being played and there isn't just a chord being strummed, right? So it's a little vague what the chord actually is because you have a C and you have an F and you have a G, but you also have an A and you're like, well, that doesn't, they're never played at the same time though. It's sort of arpeggios and you're like, well, what chord fits into this? It doesn't matter. The answer is it doesn't matter most of the time. But anyway, we'll talk about that in a different episode. So Most singer-songwriters are musicians who start to write. So the real answer to the question as why it is that often good musicians are bad songwriters is this is a totally different skill set, right? It's like saying somebody who's good with a camera, somebody who's good with taking pictures, right? If somebody's good at wedding photography, for, am for example. Wedding photography is probably semi-creative, right? But for the most part, you're meant to capture and then glorify the moment, which I guess is sort of the job of any photographer. So, um, but, but that's different, say, than somebody who has to make graphic design movie posters who's who has to take pictures, right, and get pictures from the movie or of actors that are in the movie in certain poses, and then they have to piece them all together in software, right, and piece them all together and get the lighting right on each of their faces so it looks natural and all that. Like, that's a totally different skill set than the wedding photographer, right? But they're both basically in the same area of things. They do photography-like things. They, at the end of the day, produce an image. But it's it's sort of the same idea, again, as the, you know, director versus the person behind the camera, director versus actor, right? Different skill sets. It doesn't mean you can't be great at both. It doesn't mean many people aren't great at both, right? But 
they're not the same thing. It's not implied that just because you're good at one of those things, you would be good at the other. It's not at all implied, right? Like, I truly believe there's plenty of musicians out there that just would never make good songwriters. And that's okay, right? Like, that's that's okay. Because again, songwriter isn't the next level of a musician. It's just a different thing, right? We need people that will play incredibly well on an instrument, Play, you know, have a piano concerto or, or whatever, like just crush it, right? Like we need that, just like we need songwriters, right? They're just two different things, which is not to say you can't and shouldn't try to be both. Just to make sure we're clear where we're going here. So, uh, and then third point I want to make before we talk about how to actually address this and fix it. If you're in a situation like this, where one of the three pieces I just mentioned, poetry, composition, music composition, and musicianship. If any of those three are something that you're sort of weaker in, how we can, how, how we can fix that, fix this. But last thing is sometimes a great musicianship can actually get in the way of good songwriting only because great examples of this are any of those, um, those, I think prog rock, I think that's the name prog rock bands out there, right? They have like 10 minute songs. They switch time signatures 20 times. They have all weird time signatures, like seven, nine time. And, and, and I think there's something called math rock or something that's like similar stuff where it's all like, you know, advanced, whatever. The reality is though, most people don't get much from that. And usually when I listen to those, their lyrics are awful. And the reason their lyrics are awful is because really they're just bored musicians who want to write something that will actually challenge themselves, right? Hence the tons of changes and, and like, Ooh, we're going to do weird time signatures, right? Cause they're, they're just bored of all the other stuff. So they write something that's going to challenge themselves and that's fine. It doesn't make a great song though, as far as a song that's going to you know, hit people in the feels and make them feel something necessarily, especially you can't just throw lyrics in there and expect them to be good. Right. And it's a major pet peeve of mine, full disclosure, when lyrics are thrown in, because my thing is just don't put the lyrics in at all because you can't tell me, well, lyrics aren't important. Like, well, how is it mixed? Right. It front and center. If, if, if the vocal is front and center of the mix, the main thing you hear that's implying to me it's important. If the if the vocal's in the background and I can barely hear it, then you can argue with me, yes, it's just another instrument and the lyrics don't matter. In which case, why not just do la la la? So there's another point there is if the lyrics don't matter, then just don't have lyrics then. Why would you have crappy lyrics? I'd rather you just go ah ah, like to have a background choir that go does ahs or ohs. Don't put lyrics in if they're just going to be meaningless. Gar- anyway. Anyway, it's fine. It's fine. I'm not triggered. I promise. I lied. I'm a little triggered, but it's fine. It's fine. So what can we do about it? We're going to talk about, again, any weaknesses you have here. So the first thing is split the craftsmanship of of songwriting into those three parts I was talking about. Poetry, music composition, and musicianship. Which again, in this case, we're defining that as your skill with 
an instrument or the instruments that you choose to generally songwrite with. So, for example, if you are a great pianist and you have no desire to do songwriting with the guitar, for for example, then you don't lose points for musicianship because you don't know the guitar well, right? Because you don't care. You're not you're not trying to write with the acoustic guitar. You're not trying. That's fine, right? You don't need to go learn flute, even though you weren't interested in it before. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is whatever instruments are your instruments of choice, how good are you at those things? How competent are you at those things? Because really, how skilled you are at that is somewhat freeing in in the things you can write, right? You don't want to be too limited in your writing based on your musical skill, right? Which is the advantage that those seven, nine, a million um, key changes with a million uh, tempo changes, song band people, that was really eloquent, wasn't it? Um, those, those bands out there that do that, like the advantage they have, right. Is there's no, there's no element of like, oh, well I can't perform that. So I can't write that. Right. They're not, they're not held back by their musical skill. If anything, it's gone too far the other way. And now they've, it's gotten out of hand and they get bored too easily, um, of, you know, I don't know, just a good melody and good lyrics. Instead, they're too busy thinking about, yeah, but like, I got to make the guitar part really interesting for me. So split the, the craft into those three pieces. And then give yourself an honest self-evaluation. What are you weakest at? Right? What are you weakest at? Is poetry sort of the weak point? Are you, your lyrics? Are your lyrics kind of the part that you're like, uh, I don't know. If so, I have a free guide for you. Six steps for lyric writing. I promise it will take you all the way from that song seed step, that first step of inspiration and then six steps to get to a lyric that you will be absolutely proud of free guide link in the description for that as well um it's good stuff that's that's actually my personal favorite guide of of the three that i have but um so poetry is that your weakness for for a lot of songwriters i think that's the number one weakness or is it music composition is music composition a weak spot for you maybe it is maybe you feel like Eh, I write okay melodies. My music all kind of sounds the same. Lyrics are pretty good, but the the music is kind of forgettable. It just, it all feels the same. I always start with strumming the acoustic guitar. It's just, eh, whatever. And, and for the record, maybe you're pretty good at all these. Doesn't mean there's not a weakness here. And then if you're good at all these, just level them all up, right? The idea is we're trying to find the one thing that you need to get better at. So maybe it's the third thing. Maybe it's your musical skill. Maybe it's your ability to play an instrument that needs to be leveled up. Maybe right now you're that person that wants to learn to songwrite. Maybe you want to, to do some sort of electronic music making, but you don't really know anything about playing an instrument. You don't play piano at all. You don't play guitar at all, or you're just not very good at it. You just started picking up the guitar. That's fine, but that is the main thing then you need to address. Again, one should work on all of these things, for sure. They're all important. But it's also important to figure out your weakness, the thing that is currently the biggest pain point in your songwriting, the thing that's currently most holding you back in your songwriting, and address that one the most. So let's say that... Um, let's, let's say that your main weakness is 
poetry. Let's go with that one first. If poetry, lyric writing is your main weakness, here's the thing. Try writing without the pressure of this being a song. Don't even try to songwrite. Write poetry on its own, right? Just focus in on the thing you're weakest at. So maybe go and find different poetry styles you could do. Haiku is an easy thing to start with, right? It's just five syllables, seven syllables, seven syllables, five syllables, done, right? Three lines, practice those, right? Maybe, you know, do a sonnet, do a limerick, maybe do do a free open verse or whatever they, free verse, right? Free verse, I think that's right. Doesn't really matter, right? Or there's even this concept out there called morning pages. I forget who it was that popularized it, my apologies, but look up morning pages. They'll come up. It's this concept of every morning you just write anything. You can talk about your day. You can talk about your dreams. You can talk about what you want to accomplish that day. You can talk about how blue the sky is. You can talk about how yellow the flowers are. doesn't really matter. The point is to just sort of get the creativity out, get it flowing, get in the practice of being able to put things into words, right? Even... Increasing your vocabulary, right? I don't think that you should use huge words all the time in songs, right? Because you want people to understand what you're saying. But increasing your vocabulary always helps, right? It might it might help you when you need to find a, a better, more vibrant word for something. You might just know that word instead of having to look it up, right? Which looking it up is also fine. But the point is attack that specific word weakness, right? So don't bother with melody. You already know you're solid at melody writing. Do that when you're songwriting. Yes, because of course you have to. But in times that you're not necessarily songwriting, really focus in on your lyrical weakness by writing poetry, writing even short stories. Doesn't matter. Do writing, like writing words. Work on your creation of words. Yes, creation of words, meaning creation of of things that are composed of words, not creating words. Making up your own words is not going to help with this. Well, maybe it could. I don't know. Who's to say? You're to say. Let me know in the comments below if you're on YouTube. YouTube. I think I said YouTube. It at least sounded like that coming out of my mouth. I'm I'm just on fire today, people. I know. So next thing. Composition. Try composing music without lyrics, right? If your weakness is coming up with great melodies or coming up with interesting guitar parts or coming up with, you know, nice harmony stuff that isn't just, you know, the same four chords over and over again, just do that, right? There's plenty of software out there. NoteFlight is a free thing online. It's called NoteFlight. Just go to NoteFlight. Flight as in what a bird does. NoteFlight. Dot com. Um, they have like for free just software where you can like put notes in and then you hit the play button and it plays for you what that sounds like. And you can have different instruments and stuff, you know, do a basic piece, right? Maybe have a, a piano part and then a, you know, violin or something. Keep it simple, right? And then if you're ready to do something a little more serious, go get Finale, which I think is like the industry standard, and then uh, Sibelius, which is also sort of the industry standard. So those are like the Pro Tools of which, if, if you're into recording, you know what I mean. But like Pro Tools is like the main recording software, right, that most of the professionals use. That's kind of Finale and Sibelius for 
music composition. So go get those. I don't really know how expensive they are right now, but hey, last I checked, it's not that expensive. I feel like I feel like it was a hundred bucks. Maybe it's four hundred. I don't know what it is. But Note Flight is free, <laughs> okay? And you don't even need to write this way. But I do think it's helpful sometimes to do the note by note writing because it forces you, you know, to put the C note in there and to figure out how long is it being held, and then to put the the E note in, or E E flat note in there and and figure out how long that's going to be held and all that sort of stuff, which is often not how songwriting works, right? Usually as songwriters, we sort of improvise, we find something we like, and then we figure out what it is that we're playing. Then we go straight to recording it. Half the time you never write it down, right? Like I write my lyrics down for sure. And I'm sure you do too. But a lot of times you don't have to write the music down, right? You sort of memorize it as you keep playing it and working on it over and over and over again. But actually writing it down and working on just writing a good piece of music that doesn't need lyrics to help it or rescue it and is just an interesting, cool piece of music on its own can be really helpful. And on that, learn a little bit more about composing, right? Go watch some videos from from people talking about, you know, what, what Hans Zimmer does or or what, you know, some other famous composer, maybe it's a movie composer, maybe it's not, right? It doesn't need to be John Williams or Hans Zimmer or somebody like that. It can be a modern day composer that, or not even modern day, right? You can study Bach. Doesn't really matter who. Um, but go study those things and learn some of the concepts of composition because music composition, there's lots of concepts in there that is really helpful as songwriters too. Um, I think I have a podcast about that as well, but there's plenty of other content out there on that subject as well. So learn composing on its own, really work on composing more interesting music, dive into that part of songwriting. And then the last one is musicianship, right? Maybe you're not a great instrumentalist. Maybe you haven't even started playing an instrument. You're saying to yourself, man, I don't even know where to start. What instrument should I pick up? Uh, the short answer to that is long term, I think the piano is the greatest songwriting, music writing instrument on the planet. Um, and I have a whole podcast talking about that. So go check that out if you're on the podcast. If you're on YouTube, then go check out my podcast and, and go find that. I think it was probably around episode 70 something, 60 something, somewhere in there. Um, but uh, if you want quick results... Then the main thing that I would suggest you go to is the guitar. There's a reason that the guitar is basically ubiquitous with songwriting. There's a word for you, ubiquitous. Um, there's a reason for that. Um, it's a good place to start. It is definitely an instrument that you can start and be competent enough at to go perform in a coffee shop pretty quickly. Unlike piano, I would argue piano takes a lot longer to get to the point that you can play something that is sounds good to the ear and is a good accompaniment for for a song um but i think piano has better returns long term but they're both great those are the two main ones that i would suggest you go to but the main thing here is get lessons okay now there's several reasons to get lessons one is that the difference between lessons and just looking up videos online is lessons walk you through step by step, right? This person has experience taking a beginner and turning them into intermediate, an intermediate turning them into an expert. They know the path to take. They know the first thing you need to learn, the second thing you need to learn, and why it's important to learn things in that order. And yeah, there's going to be different philosophies and different teachers will think different things are more important before the other. But for the most part, they still come from 
experience of how to walk you through step by step. You don't know how to do that because you don't know anything about the instrument you're trying to learn, right? Like you don't. So if you're if you don't play guitar, how do you know where to start on guitar? You guess or you go look it up online and you hope the person online is right. Right. But lessons will walk you through. Also, lessons will hold you accountable to keep going. Right. Like because you feel like an idiot if you have lessons every Saturday morning, for example, and you go all week without practicing. You are made to be embarrassed and feel like an idiot next Saturday when you go to your lesson and your teacher is like, you're not any better at that song, right? Or like, did you practice this week? And you have to say, oh, no, no, I didn't practice. Now you feel like an idiot and next week you will practice. So that social pressure too helps, right? It's easy to be like, yeah, I'm going to learn an instrument and then I'm going to teach myself, right? And then you don't. And you're like, oh, I'll just take one day off. I just don't feel like it today. I don't want to practice scales today. Of course, nobody wants to practice scales, right? It's practicing scales isn't fun, right? But it, there's a reason that we do that. So um, if you don't have the money for lessons right now, or I know we're in the middle of a certain pandemic at the moment, uh, there are plenty of good sources online. Pianote on, I think that's how you say it, Pianote. I think is pretty good on YouTube for piano, obviously. And then Paul David's I love on YouTube. I think he's great. He's just a likable person. And I I don't like the word vibe, but man, I do like his vibe. He just has this like cool, like, let me show you some cool acoustic guitar stuff. He's awesome. Uh, Marty Music uh, has good stuff as well. Samurai guitarist, Sarah Bunch. Um, so you can learn from that, although I would argue that it's better to use them as supplements and then go get lessons from somebody that you can actually meet with every single week. Um, I know some people right now are doing lessons via, you know, some sort of web chat type of thing. So, um, no matter where you are, whichever things are your weakness, there's a plan of attack, right? You have to get a plan of attack and be intentional about practicing the thing you are weak at of those three things as a songwriter. So figure out your weakness. One of those three things is going to be weaker than the others, I'm sure. And and again, to be clear, you should be working on all these things, but focus on the thing that's holding you back the most. If lyrics are holding you back, poetry. And the free guide I talked about, which will help so much because writing is editing. Remember that. If I can summarize how to become a better so poetry writer and or lyric writer, writing is editing. If you can understand that, you're on the right track. Um, and then your musicianship and then music composition, make writing more interesting music, not just gravitating to a G chord for the, you know, G, C, D again, right? Learning to be a better musician, learning to be a better music composer, learning to write better poetry. These are all very important things. If you want to learn to be a better overall songwriter, hopefully this was helpful to you. I enjoyed my time with you today. As always, I hope that you enjoyed this as well, whether you're watching on YouTube or whether you are listening via podcast. If you're listening via podcast, be sure to help me out and go leave a kind review on iTunes. If you feel that you can leave a kind review, if you can't, then why on earth are you still listening to me like 40 minutes in or however long it's, yeah, 40 minutes in. Why? Why are you doing this? Why do you do this to yourself? Don't be cruel to yourself. If you don't enjoy this, why are you listening? Go away. Just kidding. I hope you join me and try again. See if you like what I have to say better next time. 
if you didn't enjoy this one. But if you're on YouTube, be sure to drop a like if you enjoyed it. Helps with the YouTube algorithm. And be sure to subscribe because I have new videos like this every single Monday. And then I have other videos that will be coming out as well. Have an awesome week and I will talk to you next time.